how would you rate your level of confidence? Well, this is the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast uh, hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And confidence is what we're talking about. Uh, Not just for this particular episode, but uh, for the next six weeks, we're going to be talking about what it means to walk with confidence. Uh, So let me just turn it over to one person who I think always shows confidence, and that's Chris Johnson. Chris, good to see you again. Hey, Lynn. Thanks very much. Uh, So we're doing a study on that, that focuses on Abraham. And so we're going to look at for six weeks, we're going to look at different topics out of Genesis where we look at his life. Uh, And I'm delighted that today we're talking with the author of the study and Lynn, I'm going to let you introduce him now. Yes. This is Travis Whitaker who is joining us. Travis, thank you for taking the time to be with us on this podcast. Well, it is great to be with all of you. Now, Travis, I do have to, I am going to tell the story. Uh, Our, our, President and CEO of LifeWays, Ben Mandrell. Uh, I was uh, in an email conversation with Ben, just looking for some writers. This was oh, a year or so back. And he mentioned uh, this pastor up in Michigan named Travis Whitaker. So I called Travis, just uh, emailed out of the blue. And uh, Travis, if I remember correctly, writing had never even been on your radar at this point. Yeah, and uh, that is true. <laughs> That is very true. So I remember, Travis, you said you were going to pray about it, and your wife is the one who convinced you to write. Showing a lot of confidence there, Travis. Yeah, speaking of confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I had a chance to meet her back in June. Uh, Just to tell her myself personally, thank you uh, for convicting Travis to write. Let me just, uh, Travis uh, did write our study on walking confidence, but when Travis is not writing studies on the life of Abraham, he is the lead pastor of a church in in the uh, Metro Detroit, uh, the Mile City Church. Now, Travis, you planted this church, right? Yeah, about five years ago now, um, God started to mess with my wife and I to start a church in Detroit. It's our hometown. and. Never uh, thought I'd, you know, start a church or want to be a church planter. Before that, I was doing music full time and traveling, doing music. And I grew up with a stuttering problem. So I, um, I never wanted to teach or talk for Jesus. I just wanted to sing for him. And so I'd always say, you know, Moses is my man. You got the wrong guy, you know, and, uh, <laughs> But uh, then through uh, my great grandpa started a church, a, a Baptist church in Detroit in the 40s. And uh, everyone that I knew that met my papa would always say, you know, he was the worst communicator you'd ever hear. Dry as dust, just put you to sleep. But he had a way with people and he loved people well and he taught his leaders to love people well. And, you know, I've never had the audible voice of God speak to me, but you know, that small, still voice that hit me right, right in the chest. And he said, if I could use your papa, I can use you in the same way. And so go. And so my wife and I were in unity and said, all right, we're going to start this, uh, mile city church and we're off to the races. Wow. Great story. Yeah. And of course, as we're thinking about, uh, this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the call of Abram. Uh, the call of God placed on his life. So, uh, Travis, I, I, we may we may circle back to how you started this church and all the details on that because I think it's fascinating to hear. Uh, but let's just kind of, uh, Chris, just go ahead and get us into the study if it's all right. 
All right. Our main point is confidence comes from trusting God. And so we see that in the life of Abram. Uh, today, we're going to talk about we're going to be introduced to him. Now, we're going to use the term Abram and Abraham because we can't help it. Uh, so we're talking about the same person. His name, he has a name change later from Abram to Abraham. Uh, but it's hey, the same hey, Chris, yeah. I'm going to interrupt here. I just, I just want to apologize right up front because somewhere in here, I'm going to call him Moses. <laughs> I do know the difference between Abraham and Moses, but it's just that I don't know. It's a slip of the tongue. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but well, I that's just have to okay. apologize. No, no problem. Glad you did that on the front end. Uh, so we're going to see, we're going to be introduced to, to Abraham and, and his call that you mentioned just a minute ago, Lynn, I think you're going to read those first few scriptures. Uh, passages. Right. And keep in mind, as we're looking at the life of Abraham, all through this, we're talking about how he walked in confidence and in the process, how he learned to walk with confidence. And because this is Bible studies for life, it's not, we don't want to just study the Bible for the sake of knowing what the Bible says. We're going to keep drawing back to our own level of confidence and trust in God. So with that, let's look at that. Uh, we're going to be in Genesis 12 uh, for this uh, particular session. And uh, we're going to look at verses one through three, which is this critical call on Abram's life. The Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. That is an amazing story just to, to know that here's this guy uh, walking in relative obscurity. God shows up and says to him, this is what I'm going to do with you and through you. Um, this is, this is my call on your life. Leave everything and come and follow me. Uh, just a, remarkable story um and to 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 let that be our beginning and to know and to we'll watch over six weeks how um abram put that into practice he followed god he did what he what god asked him to do uh, it's it's a true story and testament of faith um so so travis i have to ask you have you ever done anything crazy where you just it was a leap of faith in your life <laughs> No, I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll never forget as 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 I started off um, this this uh, section with um, that skydiving trip. I was so I couldn't oh, believe yeah. I was it. I was talked into it. Uh, I had a I was on an old staff I was with, and you know we were doing a series like we we're all going to jump out of a plane, and I'm like, oh my goodness! And so my biggest fear it was the landing. And I, I could not believe. So there you are. You're awkwardly strapped to this guy and you're jumping out of the plane. And I'm like, well, how are we going to land? How are we going to what do I do with my legs? I'm going to break my legs. And he's like, don't worry, I'll teach you in the air. And then he jumps. And I'm like, what? the? You know, and it was just insane. Like, what do you mean you're going to teach me in the air? And then I'm just like, you know, my mind, you're, when you jump out of the plane, your mind just stops and, and you can't even like. You're like, what just happened? What did I do? Like, I just jumped out of a perfectly good working airplane. This was not a good choice. And, um, but just like what, you know, with Abraham, it's like that call in the same way is like, what do you mean? Like, you're not, can you, can you give me a little more instruction? Can you tell me a little more about 
what this is going to be like. And, you know, we don't necessarily even know a whole lot, you know, you know, about his prior faith up to this point. And then just to see that call and to see that free falling obedience in a sense to him to just do it. Um, you know, where is that confidence? Yeah. So Travis, uh, I want to chase this with Abraham, but I do want to ask the question. If you had the opportunity to skydive again, now that you've gone through it, would you do it again? I'd still be nervous, but I'd do it again. <laughs> Cause that's what I find fascinating about Abraham here. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had no, I mean, it was just like you with your first jump. It's easier the second time. Cause you know what it's been through. Abraham doesn't have that uh, to fall back. He's never done this before. And you even, you even point this out in the, in the, uh, in, in what you wrote here that we have the benefit of knowing how this particular story of Abraham ends. Abraham didn't know that. I mean, even with you skydiving, you know, the odds of you're going to land, you're not going to break your legs. You know, the odds were still pretty good in your favor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abraham didn't know anything. So I'm convinced, and I've said this before, that uh, church planting is the hardest job, is the hardest work that, I mean, I, I just can't imagine what it's like. Uh, to do that. And I know a lot of people who have planted churches. I just think it's the, it, it sounds like, feels like the hardest thing in the world. And so in your life, Travis, God comes along and says, okay, here's, a, I want you to do this. And you didn't have any background in church planting, right? No. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Go. <laughs> no, it, 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 it really has been. I always say to people, it's been the most, frustrating thing I've ever done, but the most freeing thing I've ever done. Wow. And the reason why I say that is because in my prior business, you know, journeys I've been in and own businesses and whatever, it's like you work so hard, right. To get the deal, to get the result, to, to score the touchdown. Right. Sure. And so with this, right, no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, it's like, you just take it right up to the end zone, but he's got to score the touchdown. I can't make someone come to church. I can't make someone come back. I can't make someone get saved or baptized or give or whatever it is. Right. It's, it's so it's frustrating because I want to go and score the touchdown, but you don't. And, but it's freeing because it's like, Hey, he loves this church way more than I ever will. And he's (laughs) behind and he's got the whole thing rigged. You know, Travis, I wonder, too, I mean, there's no way we know this from uh, Old Testament history, but you do wonder a little bit of did his wife, Sarah, Sarai or, or his nephew Lot go, hey, hey, Abram, are you sure you heard God on this? Did you have any pushback from anybody uh, there that you were working with or, or was everybody on board with? Yes, let's get this church started. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, at that point I was a worship leader pastor at a very successful thriving church, good paying job. Right. And so my wife's parents are like, what are you doing? You're, you know, you already got two kids, you got one on the way and you're going to just like jump out of the airplane here and start over. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I know it doesn't make any sense, but we can't ignore it anymore. Like when God messes with you, 
to, if we need call, I mean, that's the thing, church planning, if you're not called to it, run from it. Do not try to do it just to do it. Like when he calls you to it, you can't escape it. And he will mess with you in that calling until you're obedient. And that's wow. what he was doing with me and, and, and my wife. So that's what we have and see in Abraham. He, he, he says, okay, and goes. And um, you have to understand he, he, different culture, different world, going to a different place. And he's 75 years old. <laughs> yeah. So all of this is crazy, but he goes. That's exactly right. Abraham went as the Lord had told him. I, 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 I can't help but wonder, did, did he, I mean, he obviously, obviously obeyed, but did he do like so many of us a lot of times where we just kind of him haw around about, was there a delay? Was it, did he immediately? We just don't know. But the beauty is he, when God called, he did obey and follow through. I'm going to take us to verses seven through eight, because we see in verses four through six or how Abram obeyed, but you come to verse seven. And I want you to hear in this, how Mo, uh, Moses, see, I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> how, how Abraham trusted God, but I want you to see the worship that we see in Abraham's life here. Uh, verse seven, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. There's Walter number one, altar number one. And from there, he moved on to the hill country east of Bethel, pitched his tent, and with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. He built an altar to the Lord there, and he called on the name of the Lord. I just love how his trust, he exhibited that trust, too, in the fact that he worshiped the Lord to the point he even built altars to God right there. It's a great reminder to us, and uh, this kind of pitches right to you too, Travis, as a pastor who has had experience as a worship leader uh, of the significance of, of in our lives, of, of worship, of, of building an altar, of coming before the Lord uh, as a natural, normal part of our lives. Yeah, it is. It's so important to do, and obviously, there's many ways that we can do that. And one of the ways that we talked about in this section is is taking the time to to, re, to, to write it down, to journal the, the miracles, because we're so forgetful. And I, I'll never forget, when, you know, as we keep talking about church planting too, along with confidence, is that I'll never forget a mentor telling me that, you know, all the things and the miracles that God has done, you know, I got to keep writing them down because you don't forget because you start getting attacked, you start feeling insecure, you got the wrong guy. And then when you remember the miracles of how he has shown off, it continues to build your confidence. And what he said was really good was that sometimes it's like, I could never take credit for all the miracles and the things that God has done here at Mile City. And then he reminded me and he's like, that's true. And that's good. But remember when things go bad, don't take credit for those either. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I mean? Of course, if I do, if I do something stupid, but like, you know, if, if he doesn't show off the way that you wanted him to, or it didn't go the way that you planned it to, like, don't take credit for that either, because he's the one who's behind it all. And he's the producer and the inventor of the seed and the fruit. That is awesome. That is a wise uh, counselor, wise friend uh, who, who shared those words with you. One of the things that 
um, kind of, we, we brushed, we talked around it and I want to, I want to pull back to it. It's for, so first, um, uh, with writing things down, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great word of advice. And I think it was Black and be probably with experience in God who helped us to understand that idea of spiritual markers in our lives. And you, this we see this in Abraham's life here. He's 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 making building an altar. It's it's a memorial. It's a it's a place where he goes. Okay, this is where I was. This is how God spoke to me. This is how God has provided. So that that idea of journaling or spiritual markers. Um, all falls into this, this same category, right? Sure. Okay. So what I wanted to flip back, get back to is when, when God calls and when he speaks and he says, this is what I want you to do in Abraham's experience, in your experience, Travis, uh, you obey, you say, yes. It's important to remember that our decisions to obey affects the people around us. And, and we have a whole point around this. And um, obviously your father-in-law thought you were crazy, but your wife was in it, but your decision impacted your kids and impacted the people of Detroit that are part of, of, of the church. You left people behind. Uh, it affected them. So I think that from a, just a natural discipleship, this is what it means to walk with God. We need to recall and remember that the decisions that we make impact other people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's such a sobering reminder, you know, every day, right, in our faith journey um, of, of, of how it, you know, and when we, when we run from God and when we disobey his way for our life and we go against what we know is his way, I mean, it's just tragic. And, and it could be big or it can be small. And those small little things over time, whether it's in your marriage or in your parenting um, and, and in the relationships and as leaders leading people, um, I mean, we've seen the, the, the damage that, that that has done in our churches all across North America and the world, right? When, sure. When we, and, you know, I'd, I, you mentioned that about how it impacted the other people. And our focus is on the confidence that God built into Abraham as he followed. Yet I think, too, the impact Abraham had, uh, certainly we talk about how it had he disobeyed, but what this would have done for Sarah's faith, for Lot's, and maybe those other extended family or uh, servants that traveled with them to see Abraham's trust in God, his confidence in God, and how that had to help uh, boost their own confidence in trusting the Lord. So this has been fascinating, and I'm so glad that we're having this conversation and look forward to continuing it over the next several weeks. But uh, I, I want for our leaders to understand and to see that what what we read about in Abram's life in uh, Genesis 12 is essentially what discipleship is. God speaks to us. He calls us. He invites us to follow him. And, and we respond, we obey, we say yes to him and everything changes. Our lives are never the same when we make that decision. So I think it's an easy connection for our groups and especially you as group leaders to help people see that this isn't just about somebody in the old Testament. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus as well. 
Thanks, Chris. And thanks, Travis, for being a part of this podcast as we've kind of jumped into uh, just the beginning of Abraham's life. Uh, as, you, as you're with your group this week, whatever you're meeting, just remind, remind them why we're studying this. It's, uh, again, it's not about just understanding Old Testament history so you do well when you're on Jeopardy. It's about seeing what God did in his, Abraham's life and what he wants to do in ours. And that is that we're, we can gain confidence as we learn to trust God. Each step of the way, what he shows us, we trust him. Yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks, uh, Travis, uh, for being with us. You're going to be with us again in a few weeks, and we, so we're looking forward to that. It's always good for us to hear from the, uh, the writer of our, of our sessions. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. 